What's up and welcome to the Invincibly Broken Podcast, a weekly talk show hosted by your boys, Orlando and Julian, talking about today's society, their family lives, and anything they damn well please. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Julian, what kind of concert can you go to for 45 cents? I don't know. You're still five cents short to a 50 cent one. 50 cents featuring Nickelback. <laughs> I, wow. I couldn't help it. That joke. That, that joke. joke. Boom. Anyway, man. So how's, uh, how's life treating you? And back to the office. You've been back to the office for what, two weeks now? Yeah, I mean, on on a shortened schedule and it's like every other day, but it sucks. So you wishing that you they let you work from home? Is that yes? So you wanted that remote life? I like it. Do you think they'll go? To, that. Do you think they'll go to that or? I don't know. Um, I think it's a good idea. You know, just like I mentioned it. Um, in 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 some ways it could actually save the organization some money because they wouldn't have to maintain large you know furnished offices mm-hmm. and all this stuff yeah. you know if you only have like maybe two people coming in on a regular basis just to do what they got to do just put everything in a centralized like cubicle and do what you got to do and you know yeah, drive on it seems to be it seems like it's going to be financially better for some for some companies to move to that model i mean if you really think about it they're just paying it's just overhead right rent ac electricity to house people when you could be just as productive from home or from a from a starbucks i mean for me it's business as usual i'm still working from home i'm not traveling anywhere yet so you can hate on me i mean mean, if they want they just make a, a small subsidy which will still save them millions um to have better internet installed at my house yeah and that seems to be a challenge for a lot of people because most people don't have like a high-end internet at home you know or can't afford a high-end internet because you know those internet companies are just raping you no lube no no flowers on a tuesday not even like a not even like a romantic text message they just no, no. It's it's just straight bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. Yeah, absolutely, and it hurts every single month, every single month. Yep, especially when you got to be on a call for 45 minutes just to troubleshoot for another 45 to figure <laughs> out that your modem took a shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this whole time we just we we knew I had a. And that, you know what pisses me off the most is when they're like, I had a feeling it was your modem. So why did you waste my time for 45 minutes? Just replace the damn modem. It costs, like, I mean, some kid in Indonesia put it together for 36 cents. Like, you just can't. Like, come on, man. Like, like, like we don't know. Just give us the damn modem. Such a BS. We should have a whole episode on, you just struck a nerve. We should have a whole episode on the garbage ISP companies that are out there that just rob us blind for internet. 
You know, actually, I've uh, I've been thinking about that. We actually should have a an episode on just straight customer service. Yeah, just ranting about bullshit. I could go for hours about stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, let me tell you, man. I I just it's on. It's like I have them all just rotating in the top of my head. Like it's just in there waiting. I don't. Anyway. I digress because we, I literally, we literally, I could literally talk about this for hours upon hours, but, um, but anyway, so today's episode, we decided to get right into it, right? So if you guys have been listening to the news and the media, I'm sure most of you have heard and seen the, in my opinion, the murder of George Floyd. Right. Um, this has pretty much been in constant. This has been in in constant news cycles and social media feeds for the last forty eight hours. The state of Minnesota is in an uproar. Uh, reports of violence and riots because because of the death of George Floyd. And for some of you who don't know who George Floyd is, George Floyd was a forty six year old African American man who was pulled over for allegedly fitting the description of a gentleman who passed a counterfeit $20 bill at a local store or restaurant. And things went pretty bad from there. It went horrible, actually. Yeah, pretty bad is... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want my my emotions and my anger to to spark um, spark up. So I'll give them... I'm going to give them... I'm going to give the listeners a rundown of basically what happened, Julian, and then you can start, you can start um, chiming in. So I, this Monday around 8 p.m., the police in Minnesota were called to investigate a report of someone trying to pay with counterfeit money at a cup of foods. I'm not sure what a cup of foods is. I think it's a, I think it's either a convenience store or some type of a fast food restaurant, but regardless, it was someone tried to pay with a counterfeit bill Two rookie police officers who were working on, on patrol found a man again, matching the suspect's, description in a parked car um close to the cup of foods that allegedly the $20 bill was was given they arrested him they were joined later by two police officers who is who are Derek Chauvin and two Tao uh both officer Chauvin and Tao took the suspect around the corner where their squad car was parked where they begin to restrain George Flo- George Floyd they basically put him on his belly uh four officers were three officers were restraining him officer Chavin was the officer that had his knee on George Flo- on George Floyd's neck during the restraint George Floyd was pleading for them to stop that he couldn't breathe he said it multiple times that he cannot breathe i watched the video like many other people watched 
and I counted uh, a little over four minutes that Officer Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck. And in those, in those four minutes, about three minutes and 30 seconds of that time, George Floyd was pleading for him to get off of him and basically pleading for his life. Paramedics show up. They put Floyd on a gurney. Shortly after, George Floyd is, is pronounced dead on the way to the hospital or at the hospital. Um, that's just a summary. We're going to get a little bit more into detail about this, but just to give you a summary, there's plenty of video. I think right now there's about three videos, three, three really prominent videos out of, uh, bystanders that recorded it. You have some store cash security camera footage, and then you have some redacted body camera footage from the police officers. So Julian, what are your, what are your initial thoughts? And if I missed anything, please, um, no, I mean, you didn't, I mean, other than the details when uh, you watch the video, because uh, I figured we can go some, that into a little bit more deeply, but yeah, um, this is a touchy subject. I have a lot of friends who are police officers. I have a lot of family members who are police officers. Now, just like any organization. You have the good, you have the bad. I'm not excusing, I'm not justifying, because I will, I, I will say my feelings about this once the time comes, but let's be honest right now. In the last, I mean, they always have, but we'll go with the last, just to kind of overestimate in the last 10 years, law enforcement has been under a microscope. Absolutely. A lot of it is now because of the very, of how easily it is to just pull out your phone and start filming some shit. Yep. Okay. And knowing that, I still, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I just can't fathom why people, we'll just go with people, who are charged with the duty to serve and protect, knowing, especially in some places, that they're probably some of the most hated people, only because they wear that badge, will continue to bring such dishonor and disgrace to such a profession as law enforcement. And the thing about it is, is what happened, okay? But when I watched the video, the look on Officer Chauvin's face, he didn't give a shit. No, I agree with you 100%. He did not. At all. There was zero emotion. There's none. And, you know, we can, like you, Julian, and like you and I have a lot of mutual friends who are in law enforcement, and we have quite a few of them actually listen to this podcast. And, you know, I reached out to you and I was like, do you want to talk about this? And you were like, yeah, absolutely. And it, this is something that it's, 
this is a black eye to our country and it's a continuous black eye. Honestly, this isn't even the black eye. Like honestly, uh, when it comes to police brutality and and racism, like this country's been in a split for om- almost for years now and we can't seem to get it right. You know, it's it's a constant topic and I personally think it's systematic, right? Like there's something broken in the system of this country that continues to to have problems like this because there's a lack of accountability for those bad police officers. And when I tell you not all police officers are bad, I know for a fact not all police officers are bad. I have I have firsthand accounts with very good men that represent that uniform and that badge and what it stands for. And but I've also seen and I've also had firsthand experience with really with people who should never have even gotten a badge and a gun in the first place. Um, and we could talk about that a little bit on, on our feelings on, on the system, the training of police officers, things to that effect. But I really want to, I really want to talk more about this, 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 this video, man, because honestly, like since I've watched it, it's, it's haunted me. Like I, it's legitimately haunted me. Like, I, and like you, we've become a, like you were saying earlier, we've become a society and a culture to instead of helping somebody we pick up a phone and we start to record and i have serious problems with that granted in a situation like this it that i think that was the only thing a lot of people could do was record right given the situation with law enforcement and so when i first heard it and i started seeing the reactions because of course just like probably a lot of other americans out there they get their news from social media feeds you know, on Twitter, Facebook, and, you know, I didn't know what to think at first. Did I, I first like, well, was it, well, do we know the full story? What the hell happened? You know, and, 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 and we, and we had, we talked about a controversial issue a couple of episodes ago where we sat down and we really diagnosed, not diagnosed, a deep dived into talking about civilians arrest and, 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 and the right to bear arms and, 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 and basically profiling just because somebody is black. And when I saw this video, I wanted to throw up. I legitimately got nauseous and sick to my stomach because it was egregious. It should never have happened. In my opinion, George Floyd was murdered. Bottom line. I mean, Agreed. It, because no, I, no, no, it's, I, it's... I and and I'm gonna and, and and we're gonna let's walk through this video because honestly, I, I'm gonna get real. I'm, I'm gonna get real. I'm gonna get real real with you people. If at any point in time have anybody has watched this video and you feel that this was right and this was just, you're not fucking American. That's the bottom line. That this that it, this was the shit that you see on this video is. It's just total disregard for life. That was an empty soul putting his knee on that man's neck. Like, I could almost sense the hatred in his eyes as he's digging his knee tighter and tighter. And you might look at that photo, you might look at, watch that video, and you think, well, he doesn't look like he's putting that much weight on his neck. But you can, for people who don't have prior training to any type of martial arts or fighting or maybe have been trained in the art of subduing somebody 
or any type of law enforcement training. Let's just take simple, si- simple um, uh, um, physics, right? You know, the, the, what, what, must, what goes up must come down. That body weight, that, that guy's probably what, like 180 pounds, maybe with, with all his equipment on? Driving all your, all your weight into one knee into soft tissue on any part of your body is going to hurt. Yeah. And he had a single knee basically sitting on top of the carotid artery. Dude, he was resting on the guy. Yeah, he had his hands. He was, had, he was like crossing his hands at one point. Like he wasn't even trying to get leverage or alleviate his body weight by, by sitting back on his, on, his hind, on his hindquarters. Like he legitimately had all his weight on his neck. And mind you, when I watched the first video, I didn't know there was two other officers behind the car. It wasn't until I saw a different angle that I knew there was two other officers behind the car. Now, the only way that I knew that there was four, only because, again, check my feed, four officers were fired. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what they put, the, the, the city of Minneapolis, they did mm-hmm. like a, a big press conference and mm-hmm. oh my God, they shouldn't have, they were fired. So it was four. That's the only way I knew that it was four. But in the video, I only saw two. Um, so you, you didn't see the video oh, behind the car? Behind the, behind the vehicle, behind the squad car, of the other two officers sitting on top of him? I could. No, I, 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 I could. I could. Okay. Like, I watched the first video mm-hmm. of the one where the people are, like, you know, you see from, uh, like, the shoulder up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, um, of George Floyd and mm-hmm. the one cop just with his knee resting and then the other guy, the, the Asian one, just telling people hey back off not once did that guy tell his partner hey man uh, he, he's down he's yeah. down no all he was doing was flexing and tell people don't touch me don't do this don't do yeah, that. yeah yeah or yeah blah blah blah. And I'll stay back you, get arrested and i'm like stay back so so i'm gonna so uh so since you haven't seen the video right so there's there's i think there's four videos out now Right. So we have the one that you watched, right, that you only see the top half of George Floyd and then Officer Chauvin on top of his neck. And then there's a video where the two rookie officers first make the 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 stop and they actually handcuff George. Now, that video. So I'm going to give the timeline to you so that way you kind of know and then the listeners can know in that video that's out there right now. And we have the links in the show notes for everybody so you can watch this yourselves. Um, that video the two rookie police officers do a stop. There's three. Uh, there's two. There's a total of three people in the vehicle. Two people exit the vehicle. George Floyd is handcuffed. You can see that George Floyd and the two officers are having conversations. George Floyd is not resisting arrest. They handcuff him. They put him against the wall. George George Floyd sits down, and he waits as they're running plates, calling for backup. You can plain see his day. There's no altercation. Then they, they pick up George and they're moving him across the street to another, where another squad, where their squad car is. So I guess to either bring him to jail or booking or whatever the case may be. At that point, right before the video cuts out, George Floyd falls on the floor. 
Nobody knows why he fell on the floor. Like, you could plainly see nobody touched him. Actually, the rookie officer looked like he made an attempt to stop him from falling, but he fell. Then we cut in, and now we see, now what everybody's seeing, Officer Chauvin, knee on the throat of, and neck, uh, not the throat, excuse me, the neck of, of George. And then there's a body cam video, I believe, or a cell phone video of behind the vehicle, and the two rookie police officers are on top of him. So, so one, one officer is sitting on top of the legs. Another officer is sitting in the lower back, kind of like the, or the lower back or the butt area of the person. And then you have Officer Chauvin with his knee on his neck. So that gives you a little bit of a better picture. So it was not one, but three police officers holding him down. Now, Julian, you, you, you're in the military, right? And you, and you went through boot camp, and I'm sure you've been through tons and tons of training, and I'm sure they gave you um, training on capturing and subduing an enemy combatant. Like, is that something that you're comfortable kind of talking through? Like, to be quite honest, um, they, they, they don't really go. I mean, now they do. Now they do. They have kind of like MMA-style training. It's called combatives in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went through, it was just kind of like hand-to-hand in case you lose your weapon or you lose your knife and, you know, your bayonet, and then you just got to go mano a mano with the next guy. But um, actually, more of the subduing and stuff is, is later on when I studied some martial arts. And, and a lot of it was when we worked at Cairo with, like, you know, Billy would show us a thing or two mm-hmm. or, or uh, Mitch or, mm-hmm. you know, one of those guys that, you know, they, they, they're avid trainers into those kinds of but bottom line i mean got it it even when we worked at the club as soon as somebody said i'm not resisting and they're not moving get off them yeah so and i think the point he's on i was around he's on the ground yeah. he's handcuffed what's he gonna do and that and that's exactly what my what i was trying to get my point to you have so a- that was so that was not not only was that murder in my in, in my honest opinion that was torture. Absolutely, yeah, and that's a, that's a very good because point. There was no need, there was no need for that, bro. So, and and that was the point I was trying to make, right? So, if you are fighting somebody, right, like you know, we have some experience in this. By all means, we're not law enforcement. Like we don't have, I I personally don't have probably anywhere as much training as someone else does. But, uh, you know, I do know the basics of protecting myself and, you know, subduing somebody else, right? And if I'm fighting one-on-one with somebody and I get them to a point where they are now submissive, they're like, look, I'm done. I don't want to fight anymore. Whatever the case may be, there's a lot of ways to control an individual when they're on the ground, right? And if and then you know, like you said, he was on his belly. He was handcuffed. Can't so in order for him to get up, stand up, right? He would literally have to turn around, do a sit up, get to one knee, get to stand up to another knee to then begin to run or resist. If he were to try that, I mean, it's pretty easy to knock a guy down once he's been handcuffed, right? He doesn't have anything to fight back with because his arms are pinned behind his legs. So there's no reason for three men to hold down a handcuffed individual. 
I don't think there's anybody strong enough to fight, to put that much fight in after they've been handcuffed and placed on the floor like that on their belly. Like, do you see a reason why they should have had three people on top of him? No. And No. I mean, if... Okay, so on last episode, I mentioned that I was a paramedic. Now, I went to some crazy calls where people were getting subdued. Um, a, a lot of them were drug-related. I'm not talking about marijuana either. I'm mm. talking about, like, mm. you know, some really no heroin or you know whatnot and crack you know when the person pcp you know the person you know they just their mind is gone and the body is just um going into full hulk strength and it takes people to to subdue them and even when they get to the ground they're still flailing even when they're in cuffs they're flailing and they're screaming they're trying to fight and all that and things like that but George Floyd wasn't doing that. Was it? He didn't even at all. Bro. All he all he was dude, saying was, Sir, I can't breathe. Dude, not only and this is honestly, and this is honestly the part of the video that gave me goosebumps, right? Not only was he the guy was laying on the floor. You have this officer with his knee in his carotid artery. And legit, the guy is saying, I can't breathe. He's begging. He's saying, please stop. Please get off me. I can't breathe. Please get off me. I can't breathe. Bro, did you catch that that man called for his mom? He called for his mom. He said he called out for mama twice. Bro, do you know the state of mind a grown man has to be in to call out for his mother? To call out for mommy like you're a four-year-old child? Like, I don't remember, I can't remember the last time I called from my mom like that, ever. It is disgusting. That man was begging. He was fucking begging for his life, gasping with air. And if he was moving, his movements were trying to get more air into his lungs. And I want, everybody who's listening to this podcast, think about that. When have you ever had to call for your mom when you weren't a child? Like, you cannot sit there and justify these actions. You can't say that people don't understand the stresses that police officers are under. Yes, law enforcement officers are under extreme stress. Extreme, extreme stress. But even then, you know right from wrong. And these and, and police officers, if I'm not mistaken, are trained to give basic medical attention to 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 victims that are out when they're patrolling. And that that dude went limp, bro. Outright limp. Like th- there were people saying, like, look, he stopped moving and nothing, bro. He was bleeding from the nose. Nose. Like so. Here's what I don't think it. Um... When I was watching that video, the paramedic in me came out. Mm-hmm. So the angle in which that officer had it, it was, um, they haven't put out, you know, any autopsy reports or mm-hmm. anything, but I could, if I was a betting man, I would put my money on that his trachea was crushed. Probably. Because the carotid artery, one thing, 
blood's not getting to the brain, you just pass out, not necessarily meaning that you can't breathe. You mm -hmm. can still breathe. You know, it's just kind of like when they put you on the chokehold, that's why you're stopping the carotid mm -hmm. artery, you know, the carotid artery, and then you just go limp, you go black, mm -hmm. but, you know, your pulse doesn't stop. My, what I think is that that dude's larynx and his trachea were crushed. So now he can no longer breathe because now it's all tore up. So, um, and, and the other part that really, really, as a paramedic, really enraged me was when they put him on the gurney. They didn't put him on the gurney. They threw him on the gurney. Yeah, I was going to ask you, man, because I know that you were, you're, you were an EMT. Can you give any insight on... All right, so... On how that works? Like, you get, all right, you get to that scene. If you were the, if you were the paramedic on that scene, how, how, would, how, would it, how it's supposed to go down? Because, I mean, I don't, right, I don't so know. So, I'm going to tell you. The one, that, the one thing that they, in, in any medical field, in any medical profession, they're going to tell you that you always err on behalf of the patient. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing somebody that's down and I came to the scene because I don't, I'm pretty sure that dude was still with his knee on him because people were checking for a pulse and he was still having his knee on him. Um, if I was to get to a scene like that and I see somebody who's unresponsive on the ground, I don't know what's going on. I do not know what, what we call without going into too many things, but what the mechanism of injury was. I don't know if that guy has a... Uh, you know, a broken neck, broken spine, nothing. So my initial is I, is I neck, you know, I put the uh, backboard them. You stabilize, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the neck area, mm -hmm. and then you one, two, three, lift everybody at the same time to put them on the gurney. None of that happened. Absolutely, no, nothing of that happened. They just, yeah, they, oh, they, somebody put, you know, they checked for a pulse and then the gurney came up and then they all just kind of rolled them over. They uncuffed them at least at that point. And then they just plot them, plot them on the, on the gurney. It looked like that. That's exactly what, I mean, that's exactly what they did. They legitimately threw him on the gurney, like a side of beef. And I don't have any medical training like that. So I don't, to me, I was, it didn't look right, but I don't know what the. The proper way. No, no, I'll tell you, it did not look right. Yeah. Because whenever you put somebody on a gurney, you don't just, you know, um, even if it's something and you don't suspect that there's any sort of neck injury or anything, there's still a way that you're supposed to roll somebody onto a, onto a gurney. First of all, they didn't even backboard them. Even if you don't suspect, most people get, if they're on the ground, most, well, at least the ones that I know, they'll backboard somebody only because they'll roll them onto the backboard because then it gives them something you know, that's, that's, that's hard because when somebody's passed out, that's just dead weight. Yeah. And it's very hard to move dead weight, but you put them on a backboard, it's got handles. Everybody can lift them up at the same time and, and then transport. Nothing of that happened. And that, that just, oh my God. And then, yeah, I mean, now when he was pronounced dead at the hospital or pronounced dead on, en route, it was probably pronounced at the hospital because only a doctor can pronounce you dead okay mm -hmm. only the doctors are the ones that can make that call the time of death and all that stuff um and i guarantee you the paramedics to their credit i don't know they probably did try to revive him and 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 more than likely seeing that he wasn't breathing they were probably trying to intubate the guy but guess what that dude's larynx and his trachea 
were probably crushed and they could not get a tube in them. It's fucking crazy, man. This. Like, literally, this was over a possible counterfeit $20 bill. Like, so, let me, so, so, what I want to know is, right, and I've had this happen to me before. I've gone to a bank to deposit cash that I received, and one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the bills that I deposited was counterfeit, right? And they simply told me that the bill was counterfeit. And I, and I was like, no way. And they were like, yeah, it's counterfeit. And they were like, look, don't worry about it. Right. We'll take this dollar. We'll take this money. We'll deposit it into your account. Us, no, no. Or you can bring us another one. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So oh. I used to work. I used to work. I used to work at oh, a yeah, bank. That's right. That's so, sorry. so most banks, the procedure is, is if you're given counterfeit money, regardless of denomination or value, you are to say nothing to the person depositing the money. There's a, a procedure in a form that you fill out and you notify Secret Service, right? Pen, depending on how much it is. So literally, you're giving this money to the person, right? So that, that store owner, right? I mean, granted, they, should they have called the police? Yes. Was it a, a, a reason to pull this guy over to find out where he got a fake $20 bill from? I mean, think about it, Julian. If, let's say you did pass a, $20, a fake $20 bill, you know, going to buy your daughter some candy at the store, and then you get pulled over, and all of a sudden they're reading you the Spanish Inquisition uh, to, about where you got that $20 bill. Like, the, it, for you, it, I don't think it would go down like that, right? Like, for me or you, if we would have got pulled over for that, we'd probably have been like, I don't know. I guess I got it. I got paid. That's my money. You know, it, it's, it's sadding. It, the point is it's sad because, you know, as much as, as, much of, as minorities we are, we're identified as white. We could walk in the street and no one is going to look at us wearing a hoodie and be like thug. You know what I mean? They're not going to look at us and be like savage. And it's sad because we're humans. And I don't know what, the, what, what, what it's like to be, you know, I've dealt with racism before, but I've never, I've never had to deal with someone look at me and be like, that motherfucker's guilty. You know? And the problem with the whole thing is, it, it, and we're going back again to, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Ahmaud Arbery, because he fit the description. And what does that mean? Like, honestly, I, I understand. Like, I, and, 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 and please, to all my, my police officer brothers out there, like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to add any more stress into your life. I'm not trying to say that, you know, so, that, that the way things are done are wrong. I think systematically things can be changed. But fit description, there's a big difference between fitting description and stopping somebody to question them. And then fitting description, stopping to question them, making an arrest for God. And you know what? And we don't know why. We don't know why George Floyd was arrested. We don't know. I mean, for all I know, he, maybe he had a warrant. I, I don't know. Like, nobody knows. 
all I'm looking at is a video. And regardless if that man had a, if that man robbed the cup of food of $100, regardless if that, that if, if George spit in a police officer's face, there's no reason for him to be dead. None. He should be alive. And he should be in court. If that's the, if at, at the very least at court, you know, he should be not on bail having dinner with his wife that same night. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's this, this fit, the description. I mean, come on, man. Like we could paint the description of somebody and someone will fit in it. It's, it's, it's just, there has to be, it has to be something that can be done. And honestly, I don't know if there's anything that can be done because, I mean, I got it. When it comes to these things, law enforcement, when you know they're giving a description, that's what they have to go by. If there was no camera footage, surveillance footage, you know, they could probably maybe, which is weird because when you look at like, you know, and I'm not trying to make fun of anything right now, but it's just like they put it on, on social media. You look at pictures uh, from the Mars rover and they're perfectly clear, but then you get a surveillance camera from, you know, 7-Eleven, <laughs> you know, 10 feet away and it, it, it's blurry as shit. Yeah. I got it. But I mean, and I understand that that's what they have to go on. Um, everything leading up to that, we don't know because he could have been stopped. He could have been asked and, you know, just. You know, just to kind of flip the coin, you know, just plain devil's, devil's advocate on this one. Maybe he did mouth off to the rookie cops. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to speculate. But any equation in this, in, in, in this probability, the, the, the X, it should not equal death. You're right. Absolutely. And honestly, firing those f- four officers wasn't enough. And, and, I hope, and, I, and I hope they bring charges uh, on Chauvin for, for, at the very least, you know, uh, manslaughter. Because I, I don't think they're going to charge him for murder or something like that. But, you know, for, for at the very least, manslaughter. Yeah. His, his partner for, for accessory because he did absolutely nothing, nothing. else. And then the nothing. other two rookies for at the same thing for accessory. Because... I can tell you right now, um, and, and one of the reasons why I kind of get a little upset about um, all, all people just kind of watching the videos, mm-hmm. I mean, not watching the videos, just filming, and I got it, it's police. If you try to push the police officer off, man, you, you're going to get. Yeah. They could, and, and apparently this dude didn't have a problem with killing one some, somebody, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... Um, so you know i don't know man like what can even you with do? the army but but yeah. even with the army okay and i'll tell you this right now even with the army uh now there, there's a big thing because you know i i still have a lot of friends who are in i talk to them and you know I, i'll go in there and i look at you know just for you know old time sakes start looking at, at some stuff like one of the biggest things that the army is going to it, it's it's um it's called bystander uh i forgot what it's called um, but it's by, by, standard. by standard something no hold on hold on but, but what it boils down is yeah um i have read reports that somebody in in an installation dropped had a seizure their you know their battle buddies were around 
a couple of them close to them. The paramedics came, they took them, the guy, okay, whatever. The ones that were standing around were charged, were brought on charges because they did not react. Damn. And there's a lot of people getting in trouble for, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. We all know that in the military, that one of the stigmas about the military is that women get raped. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to sugarcoat that one. Because so many people are coming forward, and a lot of them happen within groups, now they're like, all right, cool, you did it, you didn't do it, but you didn't do anything about it, so you're just as guilty as this person right here. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get charged with it as well. So that's when I started looking at all this bystander, and they're screaming, oh, let him go, oh, what the, you know, doing all this stuff in the video. But I'm like, all right, man, do something. I mean, don't, I'm not asking you to rush the cop. Fucking take up empty soda can and chuck it at him, you know, <laughs> see if, it, like, you know, do something. Yeah. Or yeah. call 911. Call 911 yeah. say, hey, so, this is what's going on. This guy's getting killed. Yeah. I, and, and I think some people were calling 911. Uh, I, I, that I heard in the background of the video, but it's hard, Julian. Like, I mean, like, I mean, think about it. Put yourself in that situation, man. Like, if you were, if you were watching that, I, I, I mean, it, while I was watching, I'm like, is anybody going to do anything? And when I mean anybody, I meant like, is the, is that, is that uh, his partner going to be like, bro, let up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, tap right. him on the, sh- give him the. We all know we've been there, right? Like, we worked security. We know. Like, I knew that if I was getting too rough and somebody tapped me on the shoulder, I knew it was time to chill out. Right? right like you know like i don't know like what I, I try to think like i don't want to be that voice to tell somebody maybe we all should be doing something because that could just be ugly. That, that oh no 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 it'll never because end then, well it's not gonna end well and then obviously the people who are there who are filming who are pleading with the police to let them go i mean i think within what they're capable of doing i think they were doing the right thing i know that they were filming they were saying the officer's name they're getting pictures of his badge number things like that um so i think they did the right thing as far as what they actually could have done yeah i mean obviously any one of those could have rushed one of those but then they'd be in a like i said before they would be you know getting theirs and maybe chauvin would have his knee on top of him yeah you know you you see what i'm saying yeah yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Like it's, it's, it's damned if dub, it is. is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. You know, I mean, maybe if maybe if a citizen did get involved, then maybe we'd be telling a different story. You know, of people. Or we'd be telling a worse story. story. Maybe exactly. Too. Like you just can't really even put yourself. Like I mean, honestly, if I was there, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have had the balls to get in an officer's face and be like, "Bro, get off of him." You know, like I I just. I don't. I really don't. And honestly, honestly that that just pleaded. I would have pleaded. I think that would have been about yeah. as much. I'd be like, hey, hey, he's down. You know, please, sir. You know, you know, try to still be respectful. Um, because yeah, no, I'm I, I'm with you on that one, one hundred percent. And it's just, and and it and it saddens me because um, there are so many people out there who are police officers. And, and it's kind of like one of those things, great, you know, um, it, it's not a draft to become a police officer. You choose to be a police officer. And inherently, you understand, well, I hope you do, what the risks of that particular line of work are. And there are people who do it honorably for years and years. And then now 
looking through all the news and, and historically, and this is not even just something that just happened to pop up. It's just, you know, there's been many stories. Um, it's just that I think because of the ease of, you know, social media, the, you know, how quickly we can get stuff online, we're seeing it a lot, a lot, a lot quicker. Yeah. And this is a profession that already has, I don't want to say a black eye, but it has the, the eyes of the public because now every little thing up until, you know, even before this, you know, law enforcement was being watched and, you know, the, the ones that are good, honorable police officers doing their job. And then, you know, I'll go and say four scumbags. They just fucked it up for everybody else. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. And unfortunately it seems like it always happens every time, you know, you're not hearing anything, something else pops up and yeah, man, like, and then you, you mentioned that this has the attention of, of Americans. I think it has more than the attention. Like, I think this has put fuel into, 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 into the proverbial fire. Like, like Minnesota's a, a war zone. Yeah. Have you seen the footage yes. over there? Like the vandalized car, the police cars, the riots, it's, looting. Yeah. Like at first thought, I don't, man. Like, look, I, like, like I get it, man. Like I don't honestly, I get it. Like I get angered every time I hear, you know, about things in the in the news in Puerto Rico, um, you know, or anytime I hear something about my my island getting, you know, any 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 type of bad news. And honestly, we don't have it anywhere near as bad as the black communities in the United States. But I don't understand. I just don't understand what looting and burning buildings down is going to do. Like it's you're, you're legitimately hurting the communities that you live in. Like you're, you're decimating local economy and you're hurting your cause. Exactly. This, these are the reasons why this this gives fuel to the racists out there that are like they're savages they're you know and look i i've seen i i've seen the the social media feeds and i and honestly i've seen my friends on both sides of the coin and i've i've had friends like look look at what they are doing mm. right and i'm like first off i know what the fucking they implies second watch the video cuz there's just as many white people at target looting as there is black people in Target looting, right? And it just, it, you shouldn't even think that way. Like, honestly, like, to see this, it saddens me. But for someone who is privileged and sitting at home and watching the news, and you're like, what's wrong with these people? Why are these people acting like savages? Why are they burning the cities down that they live in? Why are they burning down local businesses? Why are they stealing 62-inch TVs from Target? You will never understand their anger. You cannot comprehend the oppression that they've been through since the inception of this country. Of all of everything that they've gone through and the and the wins that they've gotten as a community, as the black community or my, any minority community in this country, that we still have to see this. 
and go through this. Like some of these people out there, they're just doing it because they want a free 62 inch TV. They do. But when you're looking at the people who are, who are protesting and, you know, and are, you know, they're, they're, they're throwing things at police officers. They're, they're vandalizing police car, police vehicles, you know, I don't know. Like, is it, is it, is it someone just being an asshole or is it them trying to, to, to have an outlet to express themselves that they're over it? Like how else, how else is change going to come without these type of actions? So how else, how else can we get the American people to wake up and make changes? That, that is the, that's a million dollar question because what these situations are, they, they, they tend to, and, and a lot of people actually call them that, uh, revolutions. But mm-hmm. when you look at the literal definition of what a revolution is, is going in a circle. And yeah. unfortunately, that's what happens with these things. We're just caught in this proverbial circle of just things reoccurring, reoccurring, and then it just depends on what timeline. So, um, so one thing that I want to kind of segue for a moment. So police brutality, you know, it, it's, it's a known term, it's a known issue and, all, and, and things like that. But um, I think one of, uh, and, and again, talking about how it's, it's very easy for somebody to just pull out their phone, start filming, mm-hmm. upload it to, you know, social media and, you know, it, it's on the net within seconds. Um, but I think these particular situations really came to light in the 90s um, with Rodney King being. Yeah. Yeah. And I was think that was like the big highlighted one for that was the big highlighted uh, one. Uh, and because somebody just happened to catch it on film. And, and, and that means the dude had a camcorder. Yeah. And, and not the little, you know, tiny that fit in your. No, what, it's, what year was that? I was a baby, man. 91, 91 yeah. so you're talking about the the, the shoulder mm-hmm. you know the vhs one not even like the mini the mini vhs no. yeah the the the, the full mm-hmm. stand the full-on vhs one so that's the one that uh i think really brought um you know uh showcased uh, i hate to use that term but really brought to light police brutality and then of course we know that riots ensued after that in la um, shortly after that. And then, you know, when the trials went, no charges were brought on, you know, and then that just really fueled that whole racism thing. Um, recently, uh, and when I mean recently, six years ago, the Ferguson, Missouri yeah. situation, um, same thing. And, oh, Rodney King, black man, Ferguson, Missouri, black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even for my hometown or where I was born, not born, but you know, where I, where I was raised, you know, there was the, uh, Miami, uh, police officer, uh, William Lozano who came under fire because he fired his gun at, I mean, yeah, granted on the video, it did show that the guy was kind of trying to run him over, um, with the bike. But then when he shot, um, and he killed the, 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 the motorcyclist. And then the accident that happened 
after the crash killed another person. So he got a twofer. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, I mean, it, it's just, we it, have it. Here's so, the funny, mm-hmm. and here's the funny thing about it is stuff. So, um, you know what? I'm not even going to go there cause I'm not even going to fuel that fire anymore on that one. So I think the point that you're trying to make Julian is that history continues to repeat itself. And I know in the times that we're living in that we have social media, a cameras on everything. Everybody has an opinion. Things get political real quick. And I am already seeing it. I'm already hearing it. I know it's going to continue that Trump isn't going to do anything. Our current president isn't going to do anything to systematically fix um, police brutality or change the police system to institution, institutionalize racism. But the fact of the matter is Obama didn't do anything. How can you? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's things that we can do, but Obama didn't do anything. Bush didn't do anything. Clinton didn't do anything. This has been a problem that nobody has wanted to Reagan. tackle. Like, no, no, nobody, it, nobody wants to tackle this issue. Because and it's, I don't it, know if it's not wanting to tackle the issue. I just think, how, how can you... How, how, in, in our reality, how can you fix it? You well, really can't. You can't. Now, well, there are okay. things in place now where now they have all the body cams. Mm-hmm. That's standard uh, issue for police officers. So that's, you know, well, I, I'm not saying that it's going to prevent something from happening, but now you've got that shit so, on film. So, so body cams is a great way to, to limit those type of behaviors. But, I mean, when I'm talking about, like, it like this like the system like we could talk about two things society and we could talk about just police and law enforcement in general like i'm going to challenge you on this julian because i think there's a lot of things that we can do as a government and a society to to change things right like for one we can stop criminalizing everything regardless of what you what your thoughts are your feelings are but like with marijuana possession of marijuana you know um the, this example, the twenty a, a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, like there's not millions of dollars being circulated through this country of fake money already. Um, a good example of this is like, so the state of California has created over a thousand new crimes in the past twenty five years, and that's in California alone, while Michigan currently has thirty one hundred crimes total listed. So. And then, and then the city of New York alone has 10,000 crimes listed as laws. Like, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, plug, I'll plug some of these statistics in, in, in the show notes, but like, we're building a culture to fill jails. Right? Like, that's the bottom line. Like, and of course, where are you going to fill them from? Where, where are you going to get these people from? You know, the inner cities. People who had, don't, are, don't come from from money who who don't have the opportunities that some other people have and the funny thing about that is um you're absolutely right that we're creating a culture to put people in jail but then uh there's mass overpopulation in jail no shit yeah that's what i'm saying like there's people serving sentences in jail for for shit for possession and then what are they doing in jail like they're sitting there they're working out they're learning how to trade their cookies for toothpaste or you know what i mean like they're not habilitated they're not 
they're not being taught how to integrate back into society. They're not being taught how to be part of a community or, or, or try to better them once they get back. They're serving, they're serving six months, they're serving five years, and they're like, all right, asshole, go back, and, go back out there and good luck. We'll see you in six months. Honestly, it's kind of embarrassing. That's just, it's, it's really sad, you know? And I think that's, that's one way that, that, we, can, that we, can, we can change. Another, another way, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, is um, I think we need to stop militarizing police. Think about it. I see your face. Julian just just screwed up. Please explain what you mean by militarizing police. Sure. So before 9-11, right? Before 9-11, aside of SWAT teams, police departments did not have access to tactical equipment. Armored vehicles. And, and, and other types of equipment. Like, let's take Ferguson, for instance. You've you seen the footage of Ferguson, right? You saw what those, that small town police, office, police department came rolling in in an armored vehicle against unarmed protesters. Is that fair? Keep going. Do you think that, do you think that police officers get the same amount of training constant training as those who are enlisted into the military as far as tactical as far as tactical training and crowd control yeah they, you think? if not they get more no i know so all right so i'll tell you right now mm-hmm. um unless you're in one of these special high you know high speed groups or you know like infantrymen or anything like that soldiers are only you know, your typical soldier will, will, that is not combat arms will go, or, or even your combat arms. What the regulation requires is that they qualify with their weapon two times a year. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Police officers at the range monthly. So maybe, maybe, I'm not, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not getting it down. So... Okay, no. So, are, are you talking about of them being able to have like AR-15s, things like that? You know, that kind. Of, or are you, are you specifically talking about the armored vehicle? I'm talking about armored vehicle. I'm talking about like armored vehicles, grenade launchers, large caliber weapons. You know, grenade launchers. There's there are police departments that have grenade launchers. Like, I'm not even joking around with you. Like, you could do this. This is like proven They're, that they have high caliber, high caliber weapons. I mean, okay. uh-huh. so here's the thing. When you're talking about a grenade launcher, most people, I'm going to tell you, it's probably a two or three, the one that you see underneath like an M16 or an AR-15. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's not just a grenade. That's just a two or three. That mm-hmm. can send up flares. That can uh-huh. shoot up flares. That can shoot up smoke. That mm-hmm. could so, okay. So I understand the look, just like an assault weapon on that one. But, okay. And, and, and I understand for like crowd control, Okay. Now, when you're saying militarizing, if they need an armored vehicle, I don't think that they should not be allowed to have them. It's just that... But what would a police officer need an armored vehicle for? Well, was that person SWAT? No. Maybe they called... I mean, but really, but what the fuck? Okay, so a lot of these things, 
So you got to understand, a lot of these things that are used. Now, the preferred application is just show of force. Mm-hmm. Show. Show, okay. Not use. Show. But a show of force also can trigger, can escalate a situation further. Okay. You know, showing so up, showing up, showing up so to a knife ask- fight in a tank. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Uh Let me ask you a Uh question. Is a Ford Mustang a show of force? Yeah, but that's you can't use that analogy. Why not? It's the same thing. No, it's not. But you're talking about yes, it is. Yes, it is because it's the same. You're just talking about now. You're just talking about size. But somebody, it, it doesn't matter who behind any sort of motor anything can use that as a weapon. So, I mean, I think that's irrelevant. Now, you got to understand also, armored vehicles are going into a riot, you're going into, you know, in the army, if I went into a riot, you got that right, I'm going to go in a tank or something armored. Because you don't know who has, especially when you're talking about a riot, you know, what if they start throwing like Molotov cocktails at you? What are you going to do on a RV with something plastic? So let me, so so let's, let's, let's look at this, right? So you've seen the footage in Minnesota. Yes. Shit's burning down. Yes. The, is it safe to say that that police department, the, law enfor- the local law enforcement in that area, cannot handle those riots? Absolutely. Right? So they can have f- 50 armored vehicles. I don't know. I haven't seen any footage of armored vehicles, particularly in, in, in this case. But they can have 50 armored vehicles. And if they did have them, it's not going to stop the, cra- the people. May it keep a couple police officers safe inside those vehicles at the time? Yes. But the show of force, it's, it's basically a threat. Like, it's basically like you're looking down to someone who's already ill-equipped. Like, these are not terrorists. These are not armed combat- combatants. You know, this is not the Taliban. These are angry people. There's, these are some knuckleheads, for that matter. Some of them are assholes and idiots who are just trying to break into an ATM or something like that. Like, with every reaction comes in action, right? And what I'm saying is, is it necessary for local law enforcement to have access to military-grade weapons when there is not a military threat? In, in, in country. Somebody breaks into your house right now and mm-hmm. they're carrying a knife. Are you going to put your gun down because you're going to de-escalate force just to even it? No, but that's defense, self-defense. Those police officers are not going into, they're not going into a self-defense situation. Okay, no. They're, they're going in for crowd control. The, wh- okay. We're talking about a riot. It's crowd control. It's not self-defense if they're standing there making sure that they don't... They're, they're, they're behind... self-defense them, but, you know, again, to protect and serve, you know, you're talking about the large metropolitan of wherever they're at. They mm-hmm. got to still, you know, serve and protect that one, so... But any police officer is still going to be better equipped than the average Joe on the street with a rock and a stick or a bottle or even a Molotov cocktail. Like, I mean they're still going to be better equipped. Like, it'll be easily said that if in self-defense a police officer sprayed 30 people with 
automatic fire and they win okay so did that did that tank did that have a cannon out of it uh no it doesn't but so it's still a tank. a tank i mean they call mm. it a tank i said armored that's, vehicle i used i used the tank an armored to, it's, it's, I, a, it's an up armored vehicle that's all that is is an up armored vehicle one of these rich hoity-toity people that take their freaking you know chevy uh sabubu and they send it to one of these places to get up armored it's up armored is that a tank or is that now an up armored vehicle but they're designed to look but now we're going but, so yeah we're but, go but back still and forth on this we can and that's fine it's, it's cool like, I'm, and it, i'm okay with that like i understand no, the points it, that you're trying to make but i'm trying what i'm trying to do is get you to look Put yourself as a resident. I, I, under, I understand what you're trying to tell me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're trying to tell me. But here's the part about it. The moment, and, and, and I'm not talking about, you mm-hmm. know, infringing on free speech. Everybody is, uh, you know, entitled, you know, uh, you have freedom of, um, God damn it. You got me all riled up too. <laughs> um, f- free speech, free expression. You know, we have the freedom to, uh, to gather things like that, but the moment that gathering becomes violent, you broke the law. Well, yeah, they when get, it comes they to can... the law. When, when it comes to the laws, now I'm not all about having over thirty thousand law. That's that's just asinine. But when you're talking about breaking the law, and then you're going into a riot, people are throwing stuff into windows, breaking. Hey, you know what? You just broke the law. Mm-hmm. And as a and as somebody who is charged with keeping that city safe, I'm gonna do what everything w- that within my means, within that scope of you know mm-hmm. of of force that es- that escalation de-escalation of force that mm-hmm. authorization of force that I'm gonna do. Now, if my big ass tank is gonna scare you, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bring my big ass tank. Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather have this big-ass tank for everybody to say, oh, shit, they brought the big-ass tank, let's go home, and nobody gets maced, nobody gets tased, nobody gets beat, nobody, and, 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 and the crowd settles, than me going into my SUV that now has murderers spray-painted all over it, people getting broken, probably people getting beaten, so, yeah, I'll take the tank. And rightfully so. I think anybody on the opposite side, the, the opposition is going to think that way. But we're talking about, again, we're talking about, we're talking about a community that has been oppressed for years. That this is, it just keeps getting worse. Like before, police officers had batons. Okay. So. And now they're just getting more now and more. We're, not, not, now we're, now we're, we're flipping it into something. You know, I, I got the, the, the racism. Mm-hmm. I got the police brutality. There's no, but now you're kind of going from one idea to another idea. Um, you're talking about, should they have a tank? Now, was the entire crowd, just uh, every single person in there was a black person or a minority? And all we had was just a bunch of old whites drive, and young whites driving the mm-hmm. tank? Probably not. There's probably a mixture. So I, now, I, when we're yeah. talking, and again, going back mm-hmm. to what I have said, when you take matters into your own hands, when you give in to the violence and you start rioting, you start, you know, destroying private property. The tragedy 
of what happened with George Floyd is 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 unforgivable mm-hmm. and needs to be dealt with with the full arm of the law. But if I'm trying to show support or raise awareness, but my raising awareness now ensues and turns into violence. The tragedy is still there, but now my cause is a moot point, in my opinion, because now you are trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to fight one wrong, but then justifying yours with something completely, which why do you need a 62-inch TV? What does that have to do with George Floyd being murdered? And I understand that, but, but also why... In that same argument, why do we need armored police equipment? I live in a town. I live in. I live in a city that has less than a thousand people. Do you think my city should have an unarmored vehicle? I think every every city should have an unarmored vehicle. Okay, so I'm glad that we. I'm glad for once that we disagree on air. But I, I, you know, maybe we can, you know, let I'm. I feel like we're gonna go around in in the, the 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 drain here, but we can talk about this some more. And for you listeners that have heard this, if you have any input on this, I mean, this has been something that's been talked about quite quite a while about militarization of police. And there's a lot of statistics and stuff like that regarding this. So if you know a little bit about it, hit us up on social media, and we'd love to pick your brain, give us your opinion. But um, moving on to something a little different, I was, I was talking about what we can do to change situation. Do you think that law enforcement in general can be trained differently? See, I, I don't think like, it's the training of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Because if every single law enforcement officer was out there putting mm-hmm. their knee at the at the base of somebody's spine while they're mm-hmm. you know prone on the ground then i would definitely think it's a training issue no and you're right and, and and maybe i should step back i don't think i said that right so we talked about this we said for the last 10 years the, the police officers and local law enforcement have been the bad guy right they've been in a very negative light has been shined upon them due to a, some bad apples out of the bunch how does the police, how do local law enforcement police department come out of this? I mean, obviously there's, there's problems in, in, in the police department. Like, I mean, in, in any state police department, right? Like, I think you could probably go and find some type of act of police brutality, regardless of whether it's white or black or whatever. Like, how, you could I mean, do you have an idea? Like, how do you, how do you think, how do you think, this can be, how can we change this? So, I mean, th- this, this is, because now you're, now, okay, so it, it, it's very similar to me, uh, and I know you're going to, now you're going to look at me like I got something growing on my forehead. <laughs> I say, it's almost like when they, you know, when all 9-11 everything hit and they said that we went on a war on terror. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're fighting an idea now. Police brutality, you see it, everything, but it's still kind of an idea is not a, um, we know what the problem is, police brutality. 
But unless we know what every single human being that is a law enforcement, you know, official, unless we find a way to know how every single one of them work, their mind works in stressful situations, um, or, you know, if they have anger issues. Um, so I guess maybe screening, uh, like more in-depth screening. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that's one more in-depth screening, you know, more psychological like, uh, evaluations. Like for the individual to, hiring. For the individual, for the mm-hmm. individual being mm-hmm. hired, mm-hmm. you know, more screenings. But, you know, now, and a perfect example right now, uh, Dallas Police Department, which is where I live, one mm-hmm. of the biggest cities here in this area where I live, they're on such a, a shortage of police officers, and they've had a lot of issues here, mm-hmm. the Dallas yes, Police absolutely. Department, with, 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 with such mm-hmm. issues. Um, but they, you know, the community comes at them, at them because there's very high crime rates. But then now, unfortunately, there's not enough police officers to go around to cover that amount of area. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, but, you know, we're trying, to, trying to put, positions, put, put then, cheeks in the seats almost like you want to avoid doing that. Exactly. But mm-hmm. now, uh, uh, okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to try to fill these positions. So what is one of the things that, you know, when you're talking about like human resources, or, or, or hiring where there's a, a, a position, doesn't matter what kind it is, but there's such a shortage, uh, let's take the qualifications down a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's understandable. So and I don't. The, so now mm-hmm. it's going to become accuracy by volume. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's a very good point about adding additional screenings, but, you know, the fact of the matter is that we have, I don't know, millions of police officers out there i think it might be safe to say like that were that have foregone screening or whatever screening they did to get hired and we have them there so something that i I, and and i and i've done a little research on this and or, or reading right and you know one of the things that i think that can be done is maybe some additional training now i might be talking out of my ass a little no. bit and 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 I don't know what police training looks like. I'm going by what I've read, right? But from the from what I understand, when police are trained when police officers are trained, right, they're trained to handle like rough situations, people with guns, knives, car chases, foot pursuits, you know, whatever the case may be. I think it's very, you know, learn how to fi- use their firearm, whatever the case may be. Um I think it's very tactical in their trainings that they have, right? And and I think the military has done a good job of culturally changing over the last 10 to 20 years, you know, with now that women are serving in the military, you know, I don't want to say they softened up, but they've become more accepting of a, as a culture that it was it's not that hard line anymore you know because now they're going in we're trying to rehabilitate different countries but anyway i digress but the you know using a different type of structure where teaching officers how to like really teaching not giving them a one-hour webinar but teaching officers how to de-escalate tense situations right 
um, you know, giving them training around psychological training, how to deal with somebody who's mentally ill, you know, um, how to have better relationships in the communities that they serve in, you know, like how to handle the youth of that community, um, how to incorporate, they, they should, they, they should be training around how to incorporate culture, diversity, you know, mental illness, all that stuff, bias, bias, racism, the whole nine yards. And I know it sounds like a lot, but I feel like most corporate organizations now do this already. They have this built, they have this culture, corporate culture built in. And I think that, you know, local law enforcement should do a better job of trying to be a pillar of the community versus just being the people who protect the pillar. Uh, believe it or not, that training does exist mm -hmm. um, because, uh, and the only reason I know this is because I have friends who are, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, cops and my brother is, you know, he's mm -hmm. a cop. So, you know, like I'll talk to my brother and he's like, yeah, you know, this Saturday was my day off, but I got to do a, a, an, an all day training on, you know, I think one of them that he said uh, was, I think it was like, because um, he works a lot with the, with the tribal police. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the um, Indian, the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. they, they have to have a lot of you know, uh, learn on how to deal with the tribesmen, with the chiefs, because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. very, it's, it's, it's a different country, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and an Indian reservation. Um, so th same thing. I mean, e even in the army, we have like training that there's annual mandatory training that everybody has to do. Everybody has to do. It becomes repetitive, and sometimes you're like, "What the fuck, yeah. man?" But sometimes training, uh, and all they do is they change the video, and you're like, "Oh, at least they changed the video." Yeah. But but the thing is, is those things, th those things are in place. They are in place because. But it's not changing the culture. It's not changing. The if you give, it's, if you give someone a video to, to watch, it, it's very, it, it's very hard to change the culture because, um, so <laughs> there was that one movie with, uh, Antonio Banderas and, uh, Woody Harrelson. Mm -hmm. They were like boxers. Yes. Uh-huh. Damn, what, what's that movie called? But anyway, go ahead. Okay. So there was a, a scene. I think they're having lunch or something at a restaurant. And Antonio Banderas' character mentions something. goes, oh, you know, I, I try to be gay, but I just couldn't do it, blah, 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 something like that. And Woody <laughs> Harrelson turned around and said, you know what? A man can build a thousand bridges in his lifetime. But the moment he sucks one cock, he's no longer a bridge builder. He's a cocksucker. <laughs> and the problem with this is, and this is, I'm going to tie it with this. It doesn't matter how much positive things happen because there's a lot of police departments that do a lot of positive things. Mm -hmm. They do have a lot of outreach programs. They do a lot of, um, you know, I know some places that do the scared straight, you know, Hey, my, my, my kid is acting up. Mm -hmm. They'll bring a police officer. They'll arrest them. Quote unquote take them the kid cries you know pees his pants says he'll never do it again they bring him back you know just kind of um you know they have different um in mccallan uh the hidalgo sheriff's department uh held an annual mud run mm -hmm. it was a huge event it was awesome 
I hated mm-hmm. McCallum, but that that was a freaking it was a freaking awesome awesome and the people that ran that worked there were all the deputies. Um so there's there's a lot of you know uh departments out there that are doing a lot of positive things within the community, but the problem is is the ones that fuck it up and then that's everything that everybody looks at. It's just the it's one that messed it up. It's, it's just like it, it it's just like with with us with just anything, yeah. you know. Um I think the point also is that it doesn't just stop at, you know, the police departments. Like, you know, like it's, the police, it's it's just you know, I think, I think it, we need to, I think that there has to be more done in these communities. You know, these, these low moderate income communities that have high crime, you know, something else has to give. Right. And by the way, the movie that you referenced was called play it, play it to the bone. Yeah. With Antonio Banderas and Woody Harrelson. Sorry. It just came to my head. Um, but you know, I, it's like a Rolodex of useless information in there. But, um, but, yeah, but I think something has to be done, you know, as, you know, as, a, as a country, you know, we are going out there and trying to fix other countries, right? We've been in Afghanistan um, since I was a young man. And we do not put that much effort into cleaning up our own communities. Right. We don't we don't put anywhere near as much effort as into, you know, look at places like Chicago shithole, you know, like when it comes to when it when it comes to those low moderate income areas, you know, the, 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 the black some of the black communities over there, Flint, Michigan, you know, Ohio, Ohio, like there's a Akron, Akron, like this is crazy. Like it's, you know, it's just as much us failing them. Then it, it is just somebody causing crime. Like we're talking about decades upon decades upon decades of the same shit. You know, we've built a culture where they don't trust us, us as meaning, excuse me, that they don't trust law enforcement. They don't trust politicians. They don't trust the people who are trying to rebuild these communities because they just keep getting fucked over. They just keep getting bent and, over and, 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 be, and yep, getting screwed no. year over year. And, um, and, and you know what? You're absolutely right on that one. But, you know, also, and uh, earlier today, we were talking about accountability, mm-hmm. right? You know, where's yeah. the accountability? So, yes, historically, and we see it all the time, all these, this, you know, inner cities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Um, so, if any group, any group, I'm not just going to, um, single out one, one group in particular, Mm -hmm. but if any group is in these situations, cool, no, not, not cool at all. Um, there has to be a point where also within that group there there has to be some, 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 uh, motivation to fix the situation as well. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in these inner cities, yes, there's crime rates and all that stuff, but then, you know, gangs, you know, there's all this, you know, uh, the, the, all, all the street wars between rival gangs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So now you're talking about this group killing each other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so, but... and, and, and and again, I'm not justifying anything from anybody, but you know, yes, we got to fix our own. But our, uh, you know, as as the leaders, 
we have to put focus on fixing our own. But the problem is, is again, a revolution. This is keeps just going in, in a vicious circle. If, if people in general don't say, you know what, I'm fucking sick of this. We're going to start bettering ourselves from the bottom up and start bettering it. It's very hard from the top down because at those at those levels, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, do, I don't agree with you whatsoever. I don't think, I don't think the top has done nearly enough to help fix the bottom. Granted, I you have, I, I didn't say that uh-huh. the top was trying to. I, I never uh-huh. said that the top, uh-huh. but it, it's got to be, it's it's got to be something. But the bottom hasn't done anything either. But why should they? They can. They're out there hustling in the streets trying to make a living the best way they can they're not afforded the same opportunities that some other people have had you know like if you take you know i mean you're talking about the same communities that have been devastated by poverty devastated by with drugs and you can't tell like we we, you can look one out of 1000 kids in the inner city will become a football player will become a CEO of a company. And maybe honestly, that might be really good odds. I might be I might be really not doing that number justice at all. I think I don't I don't think that many are find that much success. You know. And and I agree if, with you on that. You know, there's a lot is, of little but, kids out there that don't have a choice. They're born into it. They don't have a choice. I, if they don't wait if they listen, I'm a 5 year agree with you on that. One. If a 5 year old, Julian, if a 5 year old is grown up in poverty and his brother is already a gangbanger, his father's a gangbanger, and his mother died of heroin. That kid, the likelihood of that kid becoming a priest or becoming a CEO of a company is very, very, very slim. The, the, yeah, the, no. the, 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 the chances of him becoming a gangbanger are a lot higher. And it's not because yeah. it's not because maybe the dad doesn't want him to do better for himself, but he doesn't have those opportunities. Like he's going to go to a, a inner city school that nobody gives a shit about him. He it, from from K to eight, and then he's going to go to inner city high school if he goes to inner city high school, where he may go to school twenty percent of the time, enough to maybe get a degree or just flunk out so he can go hang out and maybe start doing drugs and join a gang like it's the repetitive nature like us as a country will go will bail out billion dollar corporations left and right but won't but won't put money into the communities that our own citizens live in and you are 100 percent absolutely right but Mm -hmm. you just you just proved what i was saying the revolution we're stuck in that you know it's not until somebody or a group says we're done here we're gonna do it even if they're in poverty Mm -hmm. you know okay um and again i'm not saying the top Mm -hmm. i'm not saying the top in decades have done anything Mm -hmm. about it you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. all the money where they should be going in my opinion is going to the where it shouldn't be going okay Mm -hmm. but the bottom also has to have takes take side you just said oh well you know this guy you know his, his dad was a gangbanger his brother's a gangbanger his mom was a uh you know a, a od from heroin mm-hmm. well what's the chances okay 
because it's been repeating. This revolution is repeating itself mm -hmm. and nobody is trying to do anything within that community, within that group to try and stop it. So, or to try and, and, and better and maybe, themselves. And maybe there are people in the community trying to do it, but maybe they're... But they're, the gangbangers are trying to uh, shut them down. Yeah, and, and you know, I just think, and, and, and I think you're, I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like, you're basically saying that both, both sides need to come to a table to an agreement, right? And, and not an agreement, but an, a plan of action. It, it's gotta be, there's got to be a willingness and, and, and an effort on both sides. Okay, I'm not saying but, that. Okay, mm -hmm. this community is going to say now, nah, and all of a sudden now uh, they're going to have a brand new state of the art shopping mall. No, it, these things take time. It's going to yeah. take time. But I mean, people in general, in general, uh, want to take the path of least resistance. In general, well, on both sides of the coin, on both sides. Uh, on any side of yeah, the coin. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, on both. And, uh, and, whether it be whether it be impoverished yeah. or whether it be a, a life of you know uh, yeah. of you know luxury or whatever everybody wants to take uh the 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 path of least resistance very few people actually you know are saying okay this is going to be hard but this is what i want to do let me go ahead and, and i'm going to do this no matter what yeah most there are people like that but most people are going to take the path of least resistance status quo and i think the, you're, it's, it's the status quo I mean, it's, it's it been like that. And if the, if, the, if the path of least resistance for me to make some money, I got it. I understand. If the path of least resistance for me is to sell dope on the street so I can make some money so I can feed, me, feed my family, if that's my path of least resistance because of my situation, then that's what I'm going to do. But it's still the path of least resistance. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have the answers for it all. Right? We don't. There's, you there's, know, there's I, not. And, you know, I think you know, it's, it, you know, it's, as you can see how passionate that, that you and I have gotten over this subject, you know, you, it goes to show what the, you know, the pulse of the country is right now. And, you know, we, we, we can't sit here and pretend that we know what it's like, right? And, you know, and honestly, I, I try to figure out, I try to think times of what I can do to make a difference you know, and, and it's, it's hard, you know, I think it's horrible. I think it's disgusting what happened to George Floyd. I think it's, it's, it angers me. It upsets me. It's absolutely disgraceful. You know, I, now I understand now, now today, you know, after, after really looking into this and, 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 and watching that video, now I know why Colin Kaepernick took a knee and I've seen those I seen the social media feeds and I see the memes out there and I seen I, I, I think it was Le, LeBron James who tweeted out the which 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 knee kneeling would you would you rather have? And you know it's it it's just it's just shit. Like it's just shit. Like it's not it's not the way people should live or be treated for that matter. I don't think we have the answers right now. You know, I think right now we have to wait to see what justice comes out of this, what, what the FBI investigation is, you know, and then maybe do, maybe follow up and, and see if anything has changed. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what the, the, the cause of death was. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. I'm telling you that I guarantee you that this dude, uh, his larynx and his trachea, uh, we're crushed yeah well now that you explained it to me in in the way you did it makes it makes a lot of sense but um but anyway you know i think it's a, a good stopping point 
for today's episode. Um, I, you know, as always, I hope you guys enjoy what we've talked about. Um, if you have any comments, if you want to put your two cents in on this situation, please, you know, reach out to us on social media or on our website at www.invinciblybroken.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Invincibly Broken. You can follow me, Orlando, at Invincibly underscore Orlando on Instagram. And you can follow me, Julian, at Invincibly underscore Julian on Instagram. <laughs> but, uh, but as always, guys, I hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe. Until next time.